This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Fly the W67 episode 41. We're calling this one the Mervis Express. I'm Dustin Rhodes, executive producer of the Mullion Haw Show on 670 The Score. Of course, it is your radio home for Cubs baseball. And as always, I'm joined by my good buddy Crowley. Crowley, happy Friday to you. How are you doing, Dustin? You can follow me at Crawley's Cubs, and you can follow us at Fly the W670 on Instagram and Twitter and on Fly the W on Facebook. You can also email us at Fly the W at 670 Fly the W670 at gmail.com. Yep, exciting time of the year. Uh Playoff baseball is in full swing. We've made it to the uh, divisional round. And just this week, we got to hear from uh, Jed Hoyer. Uh, the owner, Tom Ricketts, put out a fan a letter to the fans. So we got to uh, sink our teeth into that. We've got uh, some... Uh, Popular players in the Cubs uh, pipeline, potentially, doing well in their offseason. And Carlos Correa Crowley has filed for free agency. So uh, where do you want to start in Season 1, Episode 41, the Mervis Express? Well, that's where we got to start here. We got the AFL going on right now. The Cubs, the Marlins, the A's, the Yankees, and Tampa Bay have all sent players to the AFL. Uh, If you've got a chance to listen to our great interview with Jared Banner, the vice president of Cubs player development, uh, they sent Bailey Horn, Riley Martin, Sheldon Reed, and Zach Lee as far as the pitchers. So four pitchers, two infielders, B.J. Murray and Matt Mervis, and two outfielders, Brennan Davis and Owen Casey. So the AFL is to kind of give guys kind of, you know, kind of, you know, sometimes to work on things, sometimes like for Brendan Davis's case, get him more at bats because he missed a lot this season. So it's interesting because, you know, you get to see a lot of really good talented players in one spot. And so on Monday, the Solar Sox lost 11 to 8. No Cubs appeared in that game. On Tuesday, the Solar Sox lost 3 to 2. Matt Mervis went 0 for 3 with a walk. Owen Casey went one for four, and Zach Lee pitched a clean inning. Wednesday, the Solar Sox won nine to two. No Cub appeared in the game, but yesterday on Thursday, the Solar Sox won nine to seven. That was a big day for the Cubs prospects. B.J. Murray went one for three with a home run and two RBI, and Matt Mervis went three for four with two homers and a double. Bailey Horn pitched 2.2 innings and gave up two hits and three walks, and Sheldon Reed picked up his first save going two innings, giving up two hits and a walk. But that Matt Mervis, that really big breakout performance, three for four, two homers and a double, you know, it just keeps – the question kind of keeps coming around, whether it be to Jed or to uh, David Ross, over whether Matt Mervis is going to be the potential uh, starting first baseman. Now, this is what Jed said at the press conference the other day. I thought Matt had one of the best minor league seasons I've been, I've been around. Um, 
certainly the best minor league season I've been around of someone that I would say went into the season. It was unexpected, you know, for a guy that um, struggled last year in Myrtle um, in his first pro season to you know, start in South Bend and, and dominate at three levels and really actually almost you know improve his underlying numbers at each level um, is not something I've been a part of. And then you know, hopefully he'll continue that uh, this fall. But, um, you know, really, really special season. And, and I, I will give so let's just kind of stop it right there here. When you're talking about Matt Mervis, this is keep in mind a couple things. Okay. This week he was named the Buck O'Neill minor league player of the year for the Cubs. This is a guy that in 2020, they brought the draft down to only five drafts. He's undrafted. The Cubs are able to pick him up 2021, you know, 2020 obviously got scrapped. 2021 is a Myrtle beach. Wasn't anything special. This year was absolutely ridiculous. He hit 309 with 36 home runs, 119 RBIs, a 984 OPS, and 578 appearances. You heard Jed say it. He did it across three major league levels, okay? N- normally, that do- you don't see that happen. Normally, a guy goes to a level, he-, he might start off hot, but then they kind of figure him out, similar to the major leagues. You know, sometimes they let a guy just kind of sit there for a while. He went from high A to double A to triple A, and all his numbers ever did was improve. Uh, He led the entire minor leagues in RBIs and had the most home runs by a Cub minor leaguer since Chris Bryant hit 43 in 2014. So when you're thinking about this here, Dustin, Chris Bryant, everybody knew there was greatness in that, right? Everybody knew that this kid was the, you know, absolutely there. He was a, he was a can't miss. Yeah, he was drafted number two. Thank you, Houston, for picking Mark Appel in front of him. But nobody saw this coming with Matt Mervis. I don't care what prognosticator says what. That is unreal. Yeah, it's it's really impressive. And it's the fact that he did it across those three different stages, right, of the uh, MLB, the uh, minor leagues. I think that's impressive. The, uh, the home runs are obviously very uh, impressive. I, I don't see why you wouldn't give this guy um, a shot, Crowley. I, I don't see. I don't see why not. Um, is there anybody on the current roster that you say, absolutely? I am so excited that this guy would be the Cubs' starting first baseman in the year twenty twenty three. There's nobody in in the Cubs right now that would do that. Um, you know, it's just a question of whether you. Th- I mean. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. (sighs) 
boy, it's it's hard to say what how this happened with Mervis and how it's just become an unbelievable just the way that it's all worked out. You just got to ask, you know, it, it it's can it be sustained at the major league level? Again, bet against him if you will. He's shown what he's done every time he's gone up, but that is just an absolutely to only spend. So you would only have he'd only have two minor league seasons under his belt, and he would have gone through three levels in one season. That that's a ton, and I feel like it's a ton to put on the kid. Um, you know, the one thing that they keep talking about is Patrick Wisdom, and a lot of people were very impressed with what he did at first base. I believe Patrick Wisdom's a part of this team next year, no matter what. Just as what that we don't know. Okay, so whether he's a third baseman, you saw him use them use him as an outfielder. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable with the center fielder, you know, as far as that's concerned. Um, but you know, he, you know, Patrick Wisdom has had back-to-back 25 home run seasons, um, but he also has one of the highest strikeout rates in the league. But he played very good defense at first. I was extremely impressed with the defense that he played at first. Well, so, that's a big part I, of it, right? That that's a that's a big part of it. Right, and so. Whether you want to make that move with Mervis, whether you want to see how he does in AAA and give him maybe half a season, I don't think that that's the worst idea in my mind. It just, again, Dustin, two years in the minors, three levels in one year, like one year in low A and then three years through the three, one year in three levels. It's, it's just, I think people got to understand how unusual that that is and, and how that is not the norm. And, you know, even if you take a look at, you know, Chris Bryant or Kyle Schwartz, I mean, I mean, those were, like I said, top, top pick prospects, blue chip prospects. You know, I, I just I'm 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 stunned. I'm I'm excited. Maybe the Cubs have really kind of just found a diamond in the rough that people overlooked. And 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 who knows what this kid can do. But if if you have something in Matt Mervis, here's here's the thing. The Cubs, they just came out with the list of the top 100 prospects. And the Cubs continue to kind of look good in those lists. They have five, five or six players in the top in, in, in from 50 to 100, but they don't have that high, high ceiling talent that you saw that uh, the World Series team come up with, where you had a bunch of guys up in those um, top top 50 prospects, right? Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber, Addison Russell. Those guys were all in the top 50. A lot of the guys that we've talked about, whether it's PCA, Brennan Davis, those and and and, and Mervis isn't in the top 100. Okay, the, the, you have a lot. Of, I think you have a lot more depth and a lot more pitching this time around. But the high end talent isn't necessarily there. And so, if you can have a guy like Matt Mervis break out and and give you and end up being a huge contributor, I mean, that would be a miracle. I don't think people understand how difficult that is. Right, and I don't want it to be a miracle, Crowley. I want it to be. I want it to be real because sometimes miracles aren't real, right? So I, I want this to be a real thing. I want him to get a chance. You're looking at a list before we started today uh, of the top free agent first baseman available. <laughs> the guy at the top is Jose Abreu. I mean, would that make any sense at all for the Chicago Cubs? Only if to just rub it in the Sox face, if anything. And I don't think the Sox want him. So. Half the people wouldn't even care. The other guy, though, that is intriguing to me, and I want to get your thoughts on, is a guy that's playing in the playoffs. You go out west; the Cubs fans know him well. Josh Bell. Would you think of what do you think of Josh Bell as a potential first baseman? So this is an interesting one with Josh Bell. You know, he's obviously he's with San Diego, and um, 
came from Washington, and we saw him plenty with Pittsburgh, and the guy has a lot of pop. And this is where having the DH becomes interesting, right? Because yep. you can sit here mm-hmm. and you can sign Josh Bell to a pretty nice contract. Maybe let's say uh, the, 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 the thing is short-term contracts with high AAV is what you're looking at. And so um, a, a, a annual average value right there. So like you can sit there and take a look like, like the Marcus Stroman deal, like a three-year deal and say, okay, we're going to give you three years at $25 million a year, right? which is Jason Hayward money. But if it's only three years and the Cubs aren't going to have a very big, you don't assume them to have a monster payroll coming up. Uh, hopefully they sign a couple guys, but you know, we, I talked before about uh, you only have one more year left of Jason Hayward's contract that comes off the book. But if you think that Josh Bell can really give you that pop that you need, you could have him at first and then give Mervis half a season. And if Mervis is still raking, then you would say to yourself, okay, well then maybe we bring Matt Mervis up and, I would say you could have Josh Bell DH, right? Definitely could. I, I definitely because there, there's nobody. There's nobody on the. There's also nobody on the Cubs right now that screams, "Oh, I'm your DH for the year 2023." Either just like first base. And we would, we talked talked about how Jed mentioned holes in this team, and and the and I can't think of two bigger holes this year than first base and uh, DH. It just was absolutely disaster. And when you talk about the lack of home runs, that that's you look at those two positions right there are the two that you can most quickly upgrade. Yeah. I, I, I think Josh Bell makes a lot of sense. He, he, that, that, that really got me interested. I'm not poo-pooing the Matt Mervis thing either. I, I think he definitely deserves a shot, and you definitely take a look at him. Um, and maybe it's a, a combination of Matt Mervis and Josh Bell holding down that DH first base spot, Crowley. Yeah, absolutely agree. 